Welcome to The Feast, brought to you by Spinebuster Sports. The Feast by Spinebuster Sports. Trees and green and questions from Facebook. Oh, you mean the 35-point win didn't go to overtime, Kyle? (laughs) Points. They all get points. (laughs) Talk to the hand. I'm not spreading. Full spread. I don't spread for the roses. No, I hate hate Ohio. Pound sign me on Twitter. This is The Feast by Spinebuster Sports. And as always, we're hosted by... Sox Sanchez. Lips like sugar, sugar kisses. Welcome to the feast, everybody. Brought to you by Spinebuster Sports. Episode 4 2 42. Mr. Robinson. Jerry Stackhouse, I guess. I like the Jose Lima. That's interesting to me. It was, he was the last Tiger to wear the number. Is it? Yeah. What a, what a great fifth rotation starter, and then he left and got good. Phil Nevin. Oh. Was he 42? Yeah, Phil Nevin was 42, like 1995. Mm. Sean Avery. Pest. The pest of the NHL. Mariano Rivera. Mariano. Yeah. What up, Kyle? What up? Burns is out today. We will get him back next week. Today's episode, we'll talk about NHL Stanley Cup preview, I'm sure. Talk about the NBA playoffs. Kyle will do a Detroit Tigers minute. Uh, we're going to attempt to go over our top 10 SNL players. Yeah, Sox is going to try not to sweat today. I'm already sweating about it. <laughs> I watched, what time, uh, let's roughly say, five hours of SNL videos since I've been home. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, nobody's going to like my picks. Dr. Nasty, if I get a text from you that says, oh, Eddie Murphy, Phil Hartman, Daryl Hammond, Chris Ford, I'm going I'm to snap. Yeah, no, I was definitely going to say when we got to that part that it was we, we weren't doing a list based on the commercial aspect of the list. Not, not I'm, doing my, I'm doing my straight-up favorites. That way not, people, yeah, no, no, our straight-up straight favorites. That way people can understand the underground. Because there's going to be a lot of people I pick that people we, are going to be like, well, really? Well, and if we, like, did, yeah. if we did the list, like, oh, yeah. standard. Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy Will like Ferrell, and... Yeah, Phil Hartman. I mean, I get it. I mean, I love all those guys. I mean, I still think Will Ferrell's number one, but that's... I, my person... Or we'll get to I t- it. I, I, I tell you what. I have an argument, because I watched a lot today, and there's three particular people that made my laugh, my ass laugh. Ass laugh? I laughed my ass off. How about some Monaco? Um, yeah, so I don't know. We'll get there. Uh, what's up? How's your week? Yeah, fine. It Great. Great. Good. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Should we talk? Vanilla. Vanilla, baby. Yeah. Life. Life. What do you want to dig in? Do you have yeah. a question for us? Oh, I do have a question. Okay. Big question of the week. Mm. So during pregame warm-ups for game three of the NBA Finals, okay. Golden State officials felt like the basket was just a little too high. Like me, most weeks of the show. Okay. And it was found that the basket was set two inches higher than it should have been. Would both of them or just Golden State's rim that they were doing pregame shootarounds, which prevented Golden State from doing their pregame shootarounds. Okay. And went on to lose by, what, 16 points in game three? Something like that, yeah. Um, so my question is, is, if given the chance, would you take a liberty like this? No. 
to do the baskets? I mean, like, I don't know. Does it surprise you that a team from Boston, <coughs> Patriots, uh, would do such a thing? Oh, uh, I, I mean, yeah. <coughs> I mean, Boston's that same fan asshole fan group is like Dallas and New York and Philly. No Boston, offense, Liz. Boston's a little more, I, I guess a little more lovable than Dallas. Yeah. Because we all hate Jerry Jones. Well, yeah. And Red Sox, at Fenway park. I, I don't know. Um, is it coincidence? I don't think so. I think, I don't know. I don't know the backstory. I mean, things probably happen. Let's. I don't think. Let's look too far into that. But I'm sure people do, and I respect that too. And hate, 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 hate. You know. So, um, I don't know. I mean, if they were really like stressing about it, then you post, you know, push the game tip off back 15 minutes and have Golden State fucking shoot on Boston side for a second. Like, it's not hard to freaking solve conflict. Yeah, something like that in high school it happened. They would have been like, "All right, you know, we'll push you back fifteen minutes. The other team can warm up real quick." Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, shut up. Uh, yeah, I definitely would not take the liberty because it was shitty enough winning a fucking fancy football championship based on a stat correction. <laughs> yeah, only you. That's Except if the liberty is to fuck with your head and make you play Madden for twenty four hours straight because you thought you lost your touch in Madden. Yeah, I've done that plenty of times. NZ football. Yeah, but th- th- that one special time where when I set the rookie level and set you on pro and oh, destroyed right. you. Yeah, and I was like, "What the hell's going on here?" And we figured that out twenty four hours later. Yeah, by nature, I, my eyes are bleeding. Yeah. Um. Yeah, those those are the days. Oh, our Madden days, NCAA football days. Can't wait for next year when NCAA uh, football comes out. Me either. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be dope. That's going to be real sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So, so do you want to dig into the spread? Uh, Yeah. Is that what we're doing? Oh, yeah. What kind of, what's on the spread? Sausage? So- sausage. Meatballs, preferably. Pie. Cheese out of a bag. Pie. Okay, pie. Hit the spread jingle. Full spread. Full spreads brought to you by my coffee. That is not the usual coffee I get because they ran out of the stuff that I like. So I'm going to be different. <laughs> spread. Well, do you want to talk about NBA? NBA finals. Well, before we get into that real quick, I just want to say, like, I, I'm behind the game in this whole international soccer thing they got going on. The UEFA league in Europe and the the one that US is in. I forgot they did that. I don't think they've been doing it last, you know, three years or so. But it's been a lot of good competitive soccer. Huh. Before that World Cup starts in November. I think everybody's thrown off that the World Cup's in November, first of all, because it's usually probably beginning right now. Right. Uh but yeah, I just wanna say it's been fun to watch. Late nights. You know. Yeah. Two AM soccer games. Why not? <laughs> Well, NBA Finals. NBA Finals. That seamless segue from our big question of the week leads us into Game 3. A tumultuous Boston crowd played a huge factor as Brown scores 27 and Tatum scores 26 in Boston's 116-100 to victory. Yeah, it's going to be an inch-by-inch, back-and-forth type of scenario uh, with both those teams. 
Let's talk about game four. You're having food issues still? Yeah. Uh, game four, Curry leads all scores with 43 and literally carries Golden State to the series tying victory, yeah. 107-97. Can we talk about Curry again? Like, we brought him up what, about a month and a half ago, six, seven, eight episodes ago, about how I kind of liked him being in the top five in my, my list. The game the other night, he was just – nobody else was doing anything on his squad. You know, uh, and he carried that team. You know, I think I think it's very. He had Durant that one year or whatnot. I think he's. I think he's still weirdly underrated. Oh, basketball player. Yeah, I mean, he's won three titles. Mm-hmm. You know, he's playing in what sixth final. Um, changed the game of basketball. I, I you know, I. You thought after the last couple of years he was going to go downhill. You know, injuries. You know, being thirty four now or thirty three. You know, getting older and all that stuff. And he is. He came out of that injury this year, and he's outrageous. Yeah, I've never, I've never. It's been, it's so. I don't see, like the shots he takes that are like five to seven feet outside the three point line. I feel like I don't see him miss many of those. Now he casually misses them, but maybe he makes so many of them that you just don't think that he misses them. You know what I mean? Because they're so, it's so exciting of a shot to see somebody pull up from seven feet behind the three point line, and just nonchalant and turn around and make it and. You know, I don't know. It's he's phenomenal. I mean, yeah. I still got Boston six though. Right? I say seven. You, gotta, you, uh, you said they say six because it's in seven. I think you said seven. Or six. Know. Either way, but like, yeah, they gotta they gotta win the next two if they're doing it in six. They, they definitely gotta win the next one tonight. Yeah, yeah. I but I just I was talking to Big Al about it earlier today, and I just see is it. it being that much easier situation where Golden State wins tonight, Boston wins the next one, and then they go Game Seven Sunday night. Yeah, I don't know. I I think the NBA is just going to make sure it happens. Probably, like that's been yeah, yeah. Like I mean, at this point, like the way it's not these games have been close, but like the fourth quarter obviously is the difference maker in every game, but like these games are getting swung one way or the other. The, in third, the, fourth. the third and fourth. Yeah. The third, I mean, but the third has been golden state and there's been wild yeah. calls. Yeah. NBA, like, you know, in general, it's like, I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind. Like I like the human error. I always talked about that. I like it a lot, but I also am not a fan of the makeup call. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I see some of these like, I don't know, like Curry went to the basket the other night and Horford went straight up and Curry kind of pushed away from his left arm. They caught a foul on Horford and it was just like, was that a makeup for something? You know, I don't, you know what I mean? I don't I don't know. They already had it in the bag, but just one of those things. At least it's not like the one year when the guy was betting on games. Or that ref was. I can't remember his name. Uh, Donahue or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tim Donahue. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting because if Boston can kind of figure out uh, what ails them kind of from the last game, uh, there's no reason why... pick and roll fucking defense. There's no reason why Boston can't win this series. Uh, easily. Like, it literally... They, sh- I, they, I should, take, they should have taken game four with the way how everybody well, else was playing besides well, Curry. And Clay had his best performance in game three and that wasn't enough. And we and we said Clay was gonna need to have one game where he Game carried. six, they're going to game seven. Well and hopefully, but yeah. because like Curry's gonna put him on their back. Or Jordan Poole needs to unlock but well, I mean Wiggins had a great uh, rebounding game, game four. I think he had his career high in rebounds like sixteen. 
I think I think there just needs to be more consistency of who your one, two, three options are. Yeah. I mean, is, there, is two going to be Wiggins over Clay Thompson? Is it going to be Clay Thompson over Poole? Is it gonna, you know what I mean? Like, mm. I Jordan Poole came out strong, but that was also when Curry was coming off the bench. Well, and uh, also the part of uh, Otto Porter taking over Looney's spot in the starting lineup. They're going small, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, it's, that's yeah. an interesting move, but he plays big, so. Yeah. Um, a great, you know, great series offensive team against defensive team. Yeah, it's. I mean, and like we said, like it. And you, I, you know, I talk about Golden State stealing with Curry. You know, being the only one. You know, Boston stole that first one. I think it was when Tatum was playing like shooting like shit. So, right. I I, I hope, I hope there's a standoff between like Tatum and Curry, like where it goes back and forth. I, I love. I I think Tatum has put himself up there in the top tier. Mm-hmm. I, I hope he starts. Stro- I hope he has a game where he strokes and is a maniac. Yeah. Uh, but you know, whatever. I I I will watch it regardless. It's great stuff. Cheese stick. How did I like my order? One star. No dice. Uh, if you didn't know, it's raining outside. Yeah. Super shitty out tonight. Yeah. So. Uh, and then we lead into the NHL playoffs. So the last time that everyone. Uh, got checked in with us. Edmonton was beating Colorado three to one. Oh yeah, Colorado one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second remission. Uh, Brooms. We only missed six goals in the third period, where Colorado took a five four lead for Edmonton to tie late. Then Colorado wins just a, over a minute into overtime with a goal from Lekkinen. Yeah, yeah. Pick up a trade deadline pickup from Montreal. Yeah, and uh. His where was it? His goal? Yeah, his goal yep. sends a team to the Stanley Cup Finals two years in a row. Colorado, yeah. going back to the cup. Well, and Mon- it was Montreal the year before. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. For thing, him, so. for him, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and then that leads us into the Eastern Conference Finals, where clearly the Rangers enjoyed Got tired. Well, and they enjoyed Yo-Yo and Hot Dog Next Guide to Florida with the special little surprise of the Joe Caputo Guide to Tampa Nightlife. They got. Tired. Well, and I mean, game four, Vangelovsky scouts 34, Kusharov and uh, Stamkos both score to lift the Lightning to the 4-1 to win. You know, since Vangelovsky let, what, six games, game one. He's six kinda, goals, yeah. Yeah, six goals in game one. He's kind of locked it up because we go into game five. He only stops 24 in this one, and Palat scores the game winner with two minutes left, and they added an empty netter to win 3-1. Like, very much game five was Shesterkin versus Vasilevsky and Veggie kind of proves why he's Rangers got tired. Oh, yeah. That game the game, the series before with Carolina going seven, you know, they came out strong, they still had that momentum and then you saw like you saw the legs, mm-hmm. you know, and then they you know, when you you I don't know if it was necessarily a healthy scratch, but they broke up the kid line. Like you knew you know they 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 dress Strom, who didn't really skate. So then you're still tired. Now you're only playing eleven forwards. You know, well, the, and, there's a reason why Tampa Bay's gone back and, three times. Well, and Tampa has been probably, I can say pretty wholeheartedly, the most physical team in this playoffs. Yeah, and that's something that I was surprised. Like Truba played great on the defensive end, but Lindgren was your other beat on the Rangers defense. He he was hurt, so he wasn't banging right. You know, they weren't rolling. I think Reeves could have been a way a little bit more effective as far as being the nuisance for somebody on uh, against Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And then one thing I always love about Steven Stamkos is that he got that little rumble against uh, Lafreniere. 
at the end with the kid just proves why he's the captain of the Tampa Bay Lightning and that extra step of toughness. You know, when you have skilled guys sticking up for your teammates and going to battle for you in the trenches and, you know, fighting at the end of the game like he did, it goes a long way. Yeah. So, well, and then and, and I'm, I, I'm proud for the fact that it was a skill versus skill. I love those type of scrumbles. Scrumbles? Scrumbles? Scrumbles. Scrotums? Scrotums. Scroties? Those my favorite. Uh, well, yeah, and then game six, uh, Tampa clinches two to one victory. Stamkos scores two. Vashi stops 20. Yep. He's uh, three and oh mm-hmm. this, uh, this year in season, or series clinching. Uh, he's a phenomenal in his career. Yeah, no. Uh, I, he's um, like, he's got like what? Nine or point nine six seven save percentage in game clutching games or something well, ridiculous. Tampa becomes the fourth team in history to play for its third straight uh, Stanley Cup. Uh, have only lost one game at home this postseason. Mm. And Stamkos and Kucherov combined for fifteen points in the series with the Rangers. No. Pretty much, I th- think may have all came after Game One. So, yeah. Uh, Everybody thought, you know, a couple years ago when they won the first Cubs, Stan Coast was running out of gas because he was hurt, and little kid, him still being a top tier NHL player. Uh, I, you know, like, you know, I, I was, I hate Tampa Bay, but I was, I was, I under, I, I love the momentum that, that he created at the end of the game five. Yeah, uh, sticking up for his team is, you know, fighting. I love that kind of stuff. It was reminding me of Zetterberg when he Zetterberg fought. Um, it was either Zetterberg or Datsuk fought. Um, Scott Niedermeyer against Anaheim. I think it was the year that we won the cup with those two. And they've. Oh, eight? Yeah, oh, seven or oh, eight. I mean, they fought in uh, one of the series before, and, like, it kind of turned the tide. Like, yeah. you see you see Zetterberg, who never fights, and Datsu, who never fight. you know. Dude, I got. Uh, it was a long way. I got deep into uh, Pavel Datsu shootout compilation. Yeah, gross. Oh my god. He's gross. He was That's, his his little like getting up close and like having the goalie completely on one side and then just kind of tipping it or my favorite was the one where he did the slow like the flip over the flip over, over the guy's shoulder against the Blackhawks. Yeah. Yeah, just Crawford's just like duh, what duh. the hell? <laughs> uh there's a reason why everybody player for player voting wise always said that he was the best player in the NHL. I can I mean he was obviously my I love the I love his goals and his, sh- his shootout moves and all that stuff. One of my favorite things about him was his pickpocketing of the puck of people. I thought you were gonna say his shoulders. Ooh. I know how much you love shoulders. Uh Dr. Armani. My eyes what was that commercial? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, where's Joe and I need him? Yeah, right. You should, I got my eyes fixed from Dr. Armani. You should too. Anyway, uh, when he was like, he'll like forecheck and he'd be behind the defenseman. He'll pickpocket the defenseman and go back and score. Like he was the best at that. Yeah. Magic uh, man. And then we'll get more into the preview uh, Stanley Cup finals in the next segment of the show. But to round out full spread, a little U.S. Open talk. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, That's Burns. Yeah, I know. Is that this weekend? Yeah, it is. Uh Rory McIlroy is uh, the betting favorite right now at plus 1,100 after winning uh, this last weekend. Um, I'm not sure if any of those uh, live golfers will be uh, taking place. It does look like uh, Dustin Johnson may be there. They're all suspended. Uh, They're all suspended from PGA play. The majors are not not PGA PGA, play. And most of those guys have lifetime uh, invitation. So, yeah. yeah, I would. I actually would love to see 
one of those guys won. Yeah, I'm behind in the whole. Oh, the, we're we're gonna catch up with it in just a second. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that was it for full spread. Yeah. Well, hey. And uh, before we get into the yo-yo and hot dog next guide to Florida promo, mm -hmm. uh, a little live golf talk. Uh, made a couple big splashes in the last two weeks. Uh, a Saudi-based. A golf group that is throwing a lot of money around 200 million to Phil Mickelson, 125 million to Dustin Johnson. Funny enough, with that 125 million, Dustin Johnson surpasses Tiger Woods in career money earnings for golf. Yeah, it's I don't know, I don't know much about it. I I love playing golf, I don't mind watching like the Masters and like I like I like St. Andrews, the British Open, yeah, the or British the Open or whatever they call it now. Yeah. You know what? I'm all set. Yeah, uh, I, I, I can't. Maybe it was the Tiger Factor back in the day. Maybe that's why I watched a little bit. I, I don't know. I just. Yeah. I mean, the Scotty Scheffler talk around the Masters was kind of cool, like when he was killing it out there. Um, I mean, they're making somewhat of a splash. They're doing it on YouTube. They're pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty good production. They had 100,000 people watching on YouTube, which is no, you know, small. Chris Burns, where are you? Yeah. Right. You know, this is why we need you. But next, I'm turning left. No. <laughs> Oh, Kyle Petty, number 42, by the way. I watched uh, some <laughs> I watched some motocross and horse racing over the weekend. Why? I don't know. I was on the background noise. Oh, while you were playing an MLB, up. the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, now that Mickelson and Dustin Johns have all that money, they're probably, you know, maybe they probably already had a house in Florida. You know, they probably know Florida really well, but you can never know it too well. You can always use a little guide to help you out. Gin and juice. Get it. Get it. Summer is here. The kids are getting out of school and vacations are getting planned. Don't wait to plan or be on vacation and have nothing to do. Hi, I'm Kyle from Spinebuster Sports. And now you can go to shop.spinebustersports.com and get your copy of Yo-Yo and Hot Dog Next Guide to Florida. Now you can enjoy the Sunshine State like a pro with Yo-Yo and Hot Dog Next Guide to Florida. It is your quintessential guide to everything Florida has to offer. Want to fish for sharks? You'll be the coolest guy in a boat since Michael Bolton. Eats! This has every fast food establishment in the state listed, as well as reviews of drive through times and customer satisfaction. Amusement parks? You bet your corn-fed ass we do. You'll be running around with that rodent and all his fucking pals quicker than you can say 1-800-DIAL-IT-UP. Hotels and rentals? You'll be in the house in no time. Bing bong! Hello! Act now and get a special gift. Joe Caputo's Guide to Tampa Nightlife. Find love or tickle that naughty side of you with this guide to get filled with Tampa Nightlife. And order in the next 15 minutes, and we'll also include the Frugler's Takeout Deal and Fast Food Guide to All of West Michigan. This offer won't last long, so act now. Go to shop.spinebustersports.com and powerbomb your vacation. Yo-Yo and Hot Dogs Next Guide to Florida does not include half gallons of Captain or Tito's, Ubers to Wendy's, fireproof carpet, or repeated calls from your friends to delete Facebook statuses, and all sales are final. Plus, coming soon to shop.spinebustersports.com, the Glaze My Pound Cake t-shirt. Go to shop.spinebustersports.com for everything The Feast, Spinebuster Sports, and Pappy's merchandise related. And don't forget, tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. 
for The Feast by Spinebuster Sports, available on all major podcasting platforms. And we're back. Joe is celebrating Tampa Bay life right now. It's probably a fucking not bill watching D and D discount for the cards. Most likely. Oh, uh, what? I've got some interesting news. What news? Are you pregnant? I'm. I didn't want to put this on social media. I'm gonna put it on there later in the week because okay. you know. But I wanted to give the people that listen to the show the first crack at it. Mm. But from uh, now currently listening until June thirtieth. Go to shop.spinebustersports.com and use the promo code PAPPIES, P-A-P-P-Y-S, for 10% off your order. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Pappies would have been celebrating their 44th anniversary this year. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, so that's shop.spinebustersports.com and use the promo code PAPPIES, P-A-P-P-Y-S, for 10% off your order. Everything The Feast, Spinebuster Sports, and Pappy's Place merchandise. Donkey not included. Yeah, no, no donkeys included. Uh, also, anniversary today, 20 years of the Detroit Red Wings winning the O2 Cup. Yep. The reason that is, uh, you know, I, I, res- I like the, the 97 one, my favorite one, because Stevie Vai broke the mold, hard for him to win a cup. But it was the team that had 10 Hall of Famers on there, and it was, it, it's funny too, because Pavel Datsuk was a rookie on that team, and he played right. on, played on Brett Hall's line. And the reason that he wanted to play on Pavel Datsuk's team is because he knew he would pass him the puck and not shoot. He didn't want to play with Eisenman and Luke Robotai because they would shoot all the time. They went past the puck. <laughs> he always, oh yes, Eisenman doesn't pass the puck at all to me. So it's, just, it's just funny, like to see Pavel Datsuk be a rookie on the team and how big of an impact that trans. He was that transitional piece, and then yeah. Zetterberg came the next year. I mean, we got, we got, we should have been in the hole as far as not making the playoffs a lot sooner than because we drafted Zetterberg and Datsuk in like the sixth and eleventh round. Jesus we got lucky. Yeah, no shit. So, you know, we talked about shit about Ken Holland and his moves, but uh, give credit to the scouting staff and yelling at him to draft those two. Right. Anyway, sorry, off, off topic. Yeah. Usual. Uh, real quick before we get into our NHL Stanley Cup Finals preview. Wee. Well, college baseball World Series news. What happened? Uh, unranked Notre Dame takes down number one Tennessee, quote unquote, the greatest college baseball team of all time, uh, to clinch a spot in the college baseball World Series. I feel like Cal yeah. Fullerton back in the ninety. Only lost like five games this year. Who? A Tennessee team. I know, but that Cal Fullerton team way back in the day, I can't remember who was on the team. Well, and everyone was saying going into the series they had with Notre Dame this week that Notre, if anybody was going to be able to disrupt them, it was Notre Dame. Notre Dame looked so terrible in game two. I turned it on. They're up like, I think, maybe two to nothing or something. It's the fifth inning. Tennessee batted around, and one guy hit two home runs in the same mm. fucking inning. Yeah. But uh, and that was the game I was I was thinking they were going to need to win after the two uh, the player and the coach got ejected in right. game one and missed that. But uh, no, we'll see. I think they're they might be playing Texas in the first round. I'm not sure. I know there were a couple of games going on today. So Michigan lost to Louisville. I stopped watching. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, but good congratulations on her name. Yeah. Maybe get a maybe get a natty. Yeah. Something other than men's soccer or lacrosse. Right. It's not lacrosse. I think Maryland is a lacrosse. Maryland school. won lacrosse. Yeah. Maryland beat uh, Rutgers. No. I think Maryland, like they say that Maryland, Maryland team is supposed to be like That was the one of the best teams. Team I watched ever. that championship. They were. Yeah, I remember like Cornell or something weird. I remember hearing about it. I watched. I watched that game. It's always weird how like, you know, football is like football because of the money maker. So there's a certain teams, and then you see like these random, like a team like Cornell who has apparently a great, maybe a great lacrosse team, but also has a great wrestling team, like a spectacularly good wrestling team. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But NHL Stanley Cup Finals preview. We got the Colorado Avalanche versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. We're not even going to go to Yo-Yo because we know who he wants to win this. Well, uh, us as D- true Detroit fans, we hate both these teams, theoretically. Oh, no, absolutely. Like, uh, Colorado obviously has the long-storied rivalry yeah, yeah, with the Red Which has died off, and now Tampa Bay is our new rival, really. Yeah. No, you know, like, I, like, think about the fact of, like, Maybe, you know, maybe this is the beginning of Colorado's, like, run over that couple years, making it to the Stanley Cup, and maybe when Detroit finally breaks through. and God, could you imagine Colorado-Detroit? And, like, that's when our team breaks through. And and then we send the fucking avalanche retiring again. It would be interesting how – it would be interesting to see how well-aged that rival – because, like I said, it it stopped because Detroit went to the Eastern Conference, now Tampa Bay, Toronto, because Toronto's right across, across the lake. Um but that'd be interesting. I would, I'd be curious to see. I'd be curious to see because I think all the alumni would come out of the woodwork for that shit. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I mean, McCarty is everywhere in Detroit doing stuff. Oh yeah. Did I tell you about the like statue thing? Oh, uh, uh, they they're making a, they made a McCarty fucking statue from when he was beating down Lemieux. Awesome. It, but it was pricey. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so, but. Uh, for Colorado, uh, things that for Colorado to keep rolling on as they continue on on their run, their depth, rolling four lines, puck moving out of their back end. Um, the one thing I kind of question with Colorado one because they haven't been there like Tampa Bay has because I, I I think they can grind okay and I think the one they're gonna miss Kadri. Yeah, for the fact that they don't I don't I was trying to think of the top they don't have a pest. They have guys that will step up to the plate when need be, but they don't have a pest. Yeah. I you know, Pat Maroon on Tampa Bay is like they have Corey Perry. You know, they have pests. Pests go a long way in the especially in the playoffs. Um, you know, now they're gonna tighten up and probably play three lines, but Colorado can still play four. I think because Braden Point is out with Tampa Bay, that the skill up front and the forward group, I think, goes Colorado's way. Because I think McKinnon matches up with Kucherov. You know, they have um, Rantanen and Landeskog. They have confidence. You know, if those 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 depth guys can step up, you know, that the rookie new hook, and I, I think Colorado has it in the bag. Yeah. So uh, if- I had put things for them to keep rolling this to keep the their uh, high-powered offense. Stay out of the box. Going, uh, yep. Yeah, keep the pressure on Tampa and keep Tampa from – Keep Tampa playing from behind in this game, but that, you know the way they played in the beginning at Edmonton, you, you know those they're very active on the defensive end, especially McCarr. But don't get don't get hurt on two on ones, three on twos, because Tampa Bay is the Tampa Bay will capitalize on that. What's something that you think uh, Tampa Bay needs to keep rolling? Vasilevsky, 
Um, I was going to say Vasilevsky and the de- and their defense. How great their defense has been playing. I mean, they're they just they just have the right team. They they're you know they talk, they talk about the you always talk about skill players. And they have the skill players, but that third line of Sorelli, uh, Hagel and or Hagel and maybe Maroon or Perry or whatever like that. They disrupt. They they. They punt. They fatigue you. They punish you. They they finish their checks. I I I just don't see somebody in Colorado finishing checks on Hedman all the time. You know what I mean? Like they just don't have that. Maybe I'm just missing somebody at the top of my head. But like I said, if somebody gets the fight, they have Eric Johnson. They have a couple guys, but I just I I think they're missing that schnick. Yeah, and then uh, as we look at goal goalie play for both teams, uh, Francis played out of his mind after replacing Darcy Kemper. He's yeah, been but Kemper will be back in the yeah. start. It sounds uh, like, where, yeah, and it's you know it, he is healthy. Uh, Francis six and zero in the playoffs. Kemper's been six and two. Um, you know it. Though you could see it very easily, Colorado's uh, coach making that. Pulling that trigger if he needs to, if one of them gets beat up quick. Yeah, and Colorado, what Colorado needs to do is just score goals like they've been doing. No, and that's exactly. Uh, and then on the other side, we're talking about one of the greatest to ever play the game, yeah. uh, Vajilevsky. Uh He's only, he allowed six goals in Tampa's four wins against New York. He's 12 and five uh, this postseason with a 2.27 goals against average and a point. Nine two eight save percentage. Yeah, and I'm curious about that save percentage. It's probably gonna be higher just for the fact that Colorado's gonna pepper them with shots. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a great series. You know, it's gonna be. I think Tampa Bay's got the edge defensively and the goalie. I, you know, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, can, uh, can can Tampa Bay like Tampa Bay has just been there two years in a row. There's a reason why they're going third. You know, th- it's hard. No, I, I get it. Uh, something that Colorado needs to work on. Stay out of the box. Okay. Stay out of the box and skate so you can draw penalties. Because you get on the power play. That's It's going to come down to the power play. Yeah, and they had the uh, second best power play uh, scoring average in the playoffs just behind the Rangers. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I huge, huge series Almost like Iserman-esque back in the day for Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. Can he, you know, he's been the, the poster boy for Colorado. Him, Landeskog, Rantanen, all the guys they drafted. They kind of remind me of that team with Iserman and Federer, like all those guys. Can he get over the hump, and, you know, and become a star in the in the Stanley Cup final? Not just, you know, here in, like, can he, can he, can he get 10 points in seven? You know what I mean? So, right. can he score goals? Uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm yeah. excited. Uh, give me an X factor for both teams. Nathan McKinnon uh, versus Anthony Sorelli. Okay, I, I have a feel. I I just projecting that the Tampa Bay is going to put out the Sorelli line against that top line. Okay, I my, for mine it was for Colorado. It's Kill McCarr. He leads all defensemen in the playoffs with uh, 22 points in 14 games. No. Yep. He literally, I think he had five points in their clinching game against. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, oh yeah, yeah. And then we'll enforce this. Obviously, Vasilevsky. He Tampa kind of goes how he goes, but my uh, underlying one is Tampa's physicality, like we talked about. If Tampa can, you you saw it in those Rangers games at the end of the 
game one and game two when they were going out there and face washing guys and kind of getting physical at the end of the game to kind of put it in their head for the next one. And I think Tampa Bay can definitely get this Colorado team off if they are just go, go out there. And, and that's what I'm saying. Who up. who on Colorado is going to match that? No, exactly. Phase, you know, Somebody's going to have to. You know, I Eric Johnson's been in the league. He was the number one pick in like 06, 08, or some shit like that. Uh, big guy, 6'4". He's somebody who can handle himself. But then you got like like tweeners, like tweener skill guys. There's a reason why Pat Maroon's this is his fourth cup in a row because he won with St. Louis the year before Tampa Bay won. Yep. He's the best. There's a reason why, yeah, Corey Perry was a very skilled player, but he was an asshole. There's a reason why he's 38 years old still playing, you know. So I just I can't think of somebody on Colorado's roster besides Kadri, who is hurt, that can ma- match that annoyance. Okay. But we'll see. Maybe I, maybe JT Comfort, you know, he's one of those guys. JT Comfort's another guy. He's that. a guy that can do that, you know. And the only guy that I think would stick, you know, is Landeskog. He'll stick up for you. But you don't want that. You don't want your skill guy in the box. Yeah. You know, McKinnon will stick up for you unless I. I'm okay with that. But fight stamp goes. You know, um, have it be. If you're gonna take penalties, make sure you're doing it on a level playing field. You know, if you're Pat Maroon taking a penalty, Nathan McKinnon, don't be going in the box of Pat Maroon. Have it be one of your shit players. You know, right? Guide guide your role of when that stuff happens to know your role and when to pick and choose your battles. Yeah. Well. Uh. Who's your pick? Colorado and okay. seven. Sticking with Colorado. I got to. I mean, that's how I, 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 I don't blame you. I've been so close with everything. You I got to nail something. You, you have. I, I in fact, like looking at this stuff and just seeing the way that Tampa played those last four games and taking over that series with the Rangers, I can't. It's hard to pick against Tampa. It's Bay. hard. It really yeah, is. Like, especially just with all the experience and everything they're bringing to the uh, I don't don't get me wrong. If Colorado does not win it this year, I expect Colorado to make that to get over the hump in the next they're, couple they're years. In, like it's not like they're Toronto and they're having they're in great shape the next. Oh no! But they like, have all their guys signed. But you saw like the Penguins had this happen to them. Remember the Penguins yeah. went to the Stanley Cup against the Red Wings, lost, and then the next year they beat us. Yeah. Like you know, it's almost like Colorado's going to need to have and that's how it usually that is let down yeah. to be able to come back through. Yeah. But I agree with Joe Caputo. I. Like, I'm going to pick Tampa Bay, but I don't want Tampa Bay to win. You know, I know I've been repetitive when I say this, but, like, you, know, I, you and I, I we're big off-season trade deadline transaction people, draft picks for this, that, blah, blah, blah. The fucking trades that Tampa Bay made for Paul and Hagel, like, nobody, they were all underneath the radar, third-line guys. Look at them. Yeah, right. Talk yeah. about role players. Look at them. Well, uh, we're going to take this time to get back into one of our favorite new segments, the Detroit Tigers Minute with Pound Cake. Jack Johnson. It's Tuesday, it's Pound Cake, and it's time for another disappointing Detroit Tigers Minute. Five games this last week for the Tigers and about the same result per usual. Open the week in Pittsburgh, lane two against the Pirates. Tigers will... Win Tuesday, 5-3 behind the fifth win of the season for Tarek Skubal, the lone starting pitcher left that we start the season out with. Then Wednesday, we take another W3-1 behind great work from our bullpen. Then it was back to Detroit for three games against the Blue Jays. To 
Toronto scores six in the first two innings Friday, and that was all they needed, coasting to a 10-1 win. Saturday, Bo Briss got his first Major League victory with a 3-1 showing of the Tigers. And then Sunday, the Tigers are two hit by the Jays, and Scooble takes the loss in a 6-0 game. 3-2 this week and sitting 24-35 on the year. 9.5 behind in the AL Central and 7 behind in the wild call earth race. All that plus the sack-tappy news of Casey Mize having Tommy John surgery. It's going to be a long rest of the year, Tigers fans. Might as well start the fantasy football talk for the year. We will see you back next week for another Detroit Tigers Minute, the most disappointing minute of your life since your last sexual encounter. Hmm. Yeah. We, uh, I did not put in there. We do have three against the White Cox this week. Oh, good. And then we go to Texas to face off against Chuck Norris and the Walker, Texas Rangers. Walker, Texas Rangers. You can tell I did not think about Joe. You remember that Haley Joe Osmond thing on Conan? Oh, yeah. Walker told me I had AIDS. Walker told me I had AIDS. It's like, What? Uh, going back to the Jack Johnson comment, he's a defenseman from Colorado. Uh, Josh Manson. For defenseman for Colorado. He's somebody that will be rough and tumble. Son of Dave Manson. Uh, you said Jack Johnson? Jack Johnson. Banana Pancakes? Hmm. Was that a song? By Jack Johnson? Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about the University of Michigan defenseman drafted it by the LA Kings back in 2005. Making banana I was pancakes. like, man, he's old as fuck. And then I realized I'm two years older than him. Um, but Manson, and then there's a guy named McDermott who's a defenseman. He used to play for LA Kings. I would maybe dress 11 forwards because he's a defenseman and dress him as the 12th and have him be the little uh, fist in your face yeah. for, for at least maybe like game one just to prove the point. My one just a thought. My one thing I was going to touch on the Tigers was uh, Sunday we were two hit the 10th time this year the Tigers have been held the three hits or fewer. Yeah. Yeah. Hurts. Yeah. Well, and before we get into... And Rodriguez just... Uh, I saw today he has a personal matter, so he has left the team. Can't mize with Tommy John surgery. That, that one would, hurts me. Hurts. I was so, so excited bad. for him and his career. Yeah, he, he first just starts out with Riley Green, and then you throw him. Come on, man! And now we just got to transfer all that good energy over to Tarek Skubal. Yeah, yeah. Which he's, I'm glad he's consistent now. He I'm, did. He had a kind of a rough one yesterday, but I mean, like when you're not getting hits behind you, fucking fucking rough. Like, yeah, I'm so I'm proud of our bullpen for. Keeping our, us in games. Our bullpen has done solid, and it's just like I was reading some stuff. I a lot of a lot of people didn't like the hype we had going in the season because a lot of people didn't think this team was that good, anyways. Uh, yeah, I, I you know, for for me, and you know, this was my my Torkelson, Riley Green, Mize, and Manning. But that's but that's me. That's know, us being excited about the up and comers coming through, hoping that that new crop I mean, leads us to something. You know, like, now it was five hundred out of the question. No, but like when you have your whole pitching, whole five starting pitching staff out. Yeah, you have one of your top hitting prospects, which will be beautiful for Comerica Park because he's such a gap hitter, line drive hitter. You know these. We're in Comerica Park. These guys never hit home runs. We can no. talk about Miguel Cabrera being amazing for the fact that he hit how many home runs at Comerica. Yeah. That. Among other parks when he's with the Tigers. But, you know, that's part of the reason why Riley – I think Riley Green's going to be a stud is because of the park he's going to play in. He's a line drive hitter. Yeah. So, well, I don't know. Well, before we get into our next, <laughs> our next break. Break. Yeah. Awesome. Do you think I wasn't going to bring it up? What are you bringing up? Why are you looking at me like that? Oh, you know what I'm bringing up. I wish fucking Chris Burns was here right now. I have no idea what you're bringing up. CJ Carr 
Oh, God. Grandson of the legendary Michigan head coach Lloyd Carr. Yeah. Uh, 2024 number five quarterback mm-hmm. uh, coming out. Commits to Notre Dame. Most beautiful picture I've ever seen a Lloyd Carr wearing a Notre Dame hat. I don't comment. How does it make you feel? Betrayed. Betrayed. But I don't know. I, you look, you look, you see several parent kid combos. Uh, one, you know, parent went to this school and then the other, oh. the kid goes there and they still wear the color. Like, no, and it, it's true. And I was, because at first when it's I just was just a bigger fuck you because of the, the rivalry. Well, when I was looking at it, I was like, it's 2024. Like, yeah. The kid could decommit still. That's true. But then looking in, like I dug into this, apparently CJ Carr has been on Notre Dame since last year. Yeah. Like that was the team he has always been about, always wanted to be about. And the kids won. He, I mean, he just came off a state championship. He's still got a year to play. You know, you know, the kid has the right to being, you know, like Carr being the grandfather. He could do whatever the hell he wants. I mean, he can, he, I'm sure he could hand the ball off just spectacularly. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right in the gut. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I see it. It's interesting <laughs> because, like I said, the rivalry, but is it, it, it but does it really but matter? But think about how the way the world is with the transfer portal and how everything <laughs> is. Is it that big of a surprise? Oh, it's more of just this is just more of one of those things for me to yeah. get get at you guys with I all mean, now, bullshit. now 15 years ago when this happened, yeah, our heads would explode. Oh, yeah, no, no. Besides, and like, besides, even like, I'm just not, don't reflect on the timetable of when Lloyd Carr was there, but like. If this right now was 15 years ago, yeah, it's it's a different it's a different game yeah. now. Like, uh, no, is it big news? Probably not. But I'll take any. No, I, I'll it, take any it, it chance is. I get to fuck with well, you guys. You know how I am with that shit. Like that shit, I never get on the wagon of that shit blown out. No, why would shit. I was? I almost called this uh, the bro news of the week. <laughs> Fair. Um, we're going to get in the second break. I think we're going to listen to something funny we did a while back. So take a listen to that. And then we'll be right back with our top 10 favorite SNL players of all time. Socks. Yep. You're Mary Catherine Gallagher in it up right now. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so scared right now. Check out the feast by Spinebuster sports available on all major podcasting platforms every Tuesday at 8 a.m. And go to SpineBusterSports.com for all the latest news on The Feast and other Spinebuster Sports podcasts. And go to Shop.SpineBusterSports.com for all The Feast, Spinebuster Sports, and Pappy's merchandise needs. Now we're going to throw it back to episode 31 where we talked about what we had learned that day. Kyle, what did you learn this week? I learned that Shaheen Holloway was pretty much signed, sealed, and delivered to Scene Hall before St. Peter's got off the floor Sunday. Are you are you hurt by that? No, I just that's all, that's what I learned. Okay, I've learned something. You kind of learned anything last week. You knew it all. <laughs> I just blacked out. It's like, oh uh, yeah, I learned that uh, I put pants on. I learned that dogs don't lay eggs. <laughs> that's I. Learn something today. I learned, I learned if you take a nice creamy shit in the best bedroom, that's okay. Uh, Burns, what did you learn this week? Uh, <laughs> um, Carmelo wears a gimp mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't know that. That's wild. Uh, Mike Krzyzewski's a piece of shit. I, no, I knew that shit. No, I learned I've that known today. that for a long that's, time. That's the one I learned. I've known that for a long time. Uh, I, oh. What did I learn? Uh, 
I learned about the Steiner brothers. <laughs> Joe and Mark. <laughs> Rick and Scott from Bay City, Michigan. Terrific. University of Michigan alums. National champions in wrestling. Terrific. Socks, what did you learn today? I learned that if you want a good towel, <laughs> you go to T-E-S-P-R-I-N-G.com. <laughs> And also, if you want to get your ear holes filled, you should listen to The Feast every Tuesday morning. We slap you with fucking knowledge. Yeah, we'll slap And we'll even give you a towel to clean it up with. <laughs> Count it. Have a good night, everybody. Don't forget to tip your waitress. Oh, God. Well played. Welcome back. He's a cowboy. You, you, totally, you totally redeemed yourself. <laughs> If you enjoyed that, you want to hear other funny stuff, check out our archives available on all major podcasting platforms. And remember to subscribe so you'll get our latest episode every Tuesday at 8 a.m. It's The Feast by Spinebuster Sports. Are we on? Yeah, we've been on. Bro. Oh. <laughs> uh, did you see that Tony La Russa thing with the walk last week? I did not. So who are they facing? We're not recording. No, it's perfect that oh. you did this right then. This was the place where I needed a talking point. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> That's on the talent, Kyle. Just kidding. Uh, so last week, I think they were playing the Dodgers, maybe? I don't know. And uh, one of the hitters... There, it was already um lefty situation, and the two runners advanced, and he had it was like a one-two count, and he decided to intentional walk him, and then the lefty came up and smoked one for, and Tony Larusa was like trying to defend the fact that he was intentionally walked somebody with two strikes. Right. I un. Why, why we don't talk you about this weekly with the whole analytic bullshit. But come the fuck on. Who walk, who intentionally walks someone when they well, have two Well, because strikes? analytically, you know, okay. the next guy. It's stupid. It's a one-two count. Like, yeah, why don't you, if you're going to do something like that, why don't you pull the old switcheroo and, I don't, I don't and do the intentional walk and then have him slide back in I there? Just, I just don't understand that kind of weird. That's weird shit to me. It doesn't make any sense. That but literally doesn't make any sense to me. Where's Burns? We'll defend he, that yeah, bullshit. Well, I mean, yeah, for Burns to tell us that. We're a hundred percent correct in this. No, they were. Oh, it's the White Sox. He's not going to listen to this episode, anyways. Yeah, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You never know. I'm just kidding, Chris Burns. Uh, uh, you ready? I don't know. Are you ready? Oh, hey, did you see an A and E coming up in July? Yeah, I did. Nice. Yeah, all the the biographies. Once we're going to have a week here where we're real light, and Mm. I'm going to talk about pro wrestling. Then, okay, I just keep pushing it off because I deleted so much fucking uh countdown shit out of the next couple weeks it's the are you gonna sing this week (laughs) the top 10 snl cast members countdown and as we said before dr nasty (laughs) (laughs) that worked out pretty well that's fucking great sorry dr nasty this is our countdown doc yeah, uh, I don't know. How do you want to do this? Uh, I don't really have them ranked. Neither do I. I just kind of have them written down. Um, it's hard. One that I, I'll bring up the first one. One that uh, I, like, didn't, like, knew was, 
but I think I wasn't watching when they were like real solid into it. Dana Carvey. Dude, yeah. Great Ross Perot. Yep. Uh, Chopping broccoli. Yeah. Great. Uh, but Bush senior. He does. He did everybody. He did pro mm-hmm. senior. Yeah, he was great. It's one of the reasons why we're, we will talk about Phil Hartman was because I yeah. love Hartman's Reagan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Phil Hartman's Reagan was amazing. But, like, I've not – I've never been big on the whole Wayne's World thing. Like, I love the movies, but, yeah. like, as, like, something funny for the show, I didn't think it would, it hit on a whole lot of notes for me. But I sat and watched the Dana Carvey uh, DVD, thought that was rock solid. Church lady, um, church lady, obviously. Yeah. Um, it's special. There, it just Satan. Yeah. Well, any could give props for that one. Yeah, like it was. It's those little. When I think about like the best SNL cast members, and I am gonna say something about Daryl Hammond. It's the people that, for me, that like the president. The presidential impressions are always a big, big deal. And it has been since Chase, Chevy Chase did did Ford. Ger- did Ford. Yep. Um. You know those reoccurring characters when you get when you find when you actually have a reoccurring character that can make someone laugh yeah. regularly. That's a lot of where my mind's gonna stem from. Yeah, but uh, it like I had a lot of fun this week digging into everything. Like, oh yeah. Um, you know we can put like we can talk about Eddie Murphy because I think he deserves to be talked about. Hundred percent. We're not gonna. I don't think. I I don't. I can't see into the future for me and you ranking this list. I don't think we're gonna rank Eddie Murphy. At, as high as people would think he needs to be ranked because the show's really only still well, on the air see, because of him. You, yeah, you see on every report that he's typically the number one because he saved SNL, and that's mad respect. You had yeah. a hell of a great one-season run, not taking anything away from him, but do I go back to watch re- his old shit or do I go back to watch other shit that makes me laugh? I go back to – I pick other shit. Yeah, I always pick other shit because, like, even – And it's the same for me, even with Chris Farley. Love him to death. Oh, fantastic. One of the best physical comedians – one of the most just a hilarious guy. You can, you can sense, especially when you think of him now with all the reports of Spade talking about him and all this stuff, like behind the scenes and how fucking hilarious he was. Yeah, but Chippendales, I still, Chippen, Chippendales, Matt Foley. But I, I love Matt Foley. The only, but the reason we're going to talk about Chris Farley so high up is because when Am you I? look at, I'm not, I said when we like, like the reason he's perceived as so high up yeah. is because two of the funniest sketches that SNL ever did both had him as the yeah. square main character. Yeah. Now, and let me remind everybody, we're not basing this off their careers after SNL. No. We're this is purely what they did right. on the SNL stage. Yep. And how they made us laugh. Not how they like that's why we said with A. Murphy. It's not gonna be how what he, the contributions he made because then we would have John Belushi on this list. Oh, and then Will Ferrell would be a Wait. high number one. Adam Sandler would be a high. I, I don't. I was not a fan of Adam Sandler on but you, SNL. You, we're saying if it was after the oh, fact. Oh no! If we're talking after yeah, the yeah, fact, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And the same reason why Gilda Gilda Radner probably isn't as much respect as I have for her. She probably doesn't make her list because we're talking about more our time frame. Yeah, you know, a lot of thing doesn't carry weight forty years ago. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff, out. by the way, that I watched this week that just does not yeah. carry over. Uh Dana Carvey doing the like political talk show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wrong. 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 <laughs> wrong. Uh when you talked about Daryl Hammond, I loved all his he was, he was a great he was probably one of the best ones, him and Hartman. 
my, I think still my favorite was when he did Chris Matthews Hardball. <laughs> Run the Hardball with Chris Matthews. Uh, just the way he did it was just pure well, gold to me. Well, and him doing Connery, like, I absolutely love Connery. I cannot wait. Like, is we know, maybe, maybe I do know this already, uh, but him and Farrell in the Celebrity Jeopardies just oh, played off each other yeah. so well. I'm I'm expecting at some point in time to have a Celebrity Jeopardy from Heaven Edition with Will Ferrell and Sean Connery. Yeah, I, I or you know what I mean. Um, Will Ferrell, Dale Cameron. You know him and I think did a hell of a Clinton. Uh, he did a hell of a Al Gore. I mean, he nailed. Yes, he. I think I think out of the the people that did celebrity impressions, I I think he takes the cake for me. Daryl Hammond. Yeah. I don't disagree with you on that. Uh, I did think Will Ferrell did a great George W. Yeah, but he was but more he, of a different but, comic. But I feel like Will Ferrell was born to be that George W. Bush, right, like just right. the way it landed. Um, let's talk about, let's get, let's get rid of the elephant in the room and talk about Will Ferrell right now. I mean, there's a reason why he's one of, the, I think, the only one that has two of the best of us in L disc out three now. Fair. Uh, you know, Patriot sketch. Well, this is the thing is I'm watching the, the hot tub sketch. Like watching the first one when you came in, the Patriot sketch was on there. More cowbell was on there. Yeah. Uh, Robert Goulet was on there. Like, and we're talking about the first. Yeah. Like the guy that can't control the loudness of his voice. The Spartan cheerleaders. Spartan cheerleaders. Talking shit to your dog commercial. Yeah. <laughs> you want to eat this fucking food? Oh, I'm sorry. This isn't T-bone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the get off the shed. I drive a Dodge Stratus. The hot tub that we talked about. The lovers. I mean. Uh, One that I didn't even, I forgot about. Him and Anna Gasteyer are doing the musical thing. Yeah, wonderful. One of my favorite ones of all time is when um, Sean Hayes hosted. And him and Jimmy (laughs) Fallon are um, doing the Welcome to Jeffries. And he comes in with the little scooter. He comes in, he has that tiny cell phone. And it's just, he was so good at like the... I don't want to say dumb, but it is dumb. Like, part of the reason I love SNL is the dumb shit you got, like, the dumb awkwardness, the, mm-hmm. side, the awkward silence, the shit like Will Ferrell with the stupid little tiny self. That's fucking hilarious. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's hard not to say that he'd be the best of all time. Uh, also, one that I saw today, Spartan Cheerleaders, which leads <laughs> us into someone I know you want to talk about. Sherry O'Terry. Sherry O'Terry. Uh, one, so we talked about skits a couple weeks ago. One of my favorite ones was when she played Colette, the pill popping old lady. When she'd go to the pharmacy and like, yep. I need to fill this up, and then she leaves and she's like, Oh, I need to, I need to go to my job. And John Goodman's like, What's your job? I gotta take the, I gotta drive the bus full of kindergartners. And she's all cracked out. Like, uh, when she does the weekend update with the sex toy, um, remember that one? Yeah, wonderful. The cheerleaders. If you guys don't know who Robin Bird was, there was this girl that did like. Uh, Let's say like PBS level version, not PBS because PBS is clean, but it'll ever like that kind of like local TV sex show. Watch the Robin Bird show and watch Sherry O'Terry do the Robin Bird show. Fucking, it will blow your mind. I promise, it's one of the best, funniest things because she does like the whole like ditzy thing, like <laughs> like has the weird voice and oh check out you sexy cameraman, I'm coming for you. I was like nails it. Right. Always applying lip gloss, like sloppy and sh- like uh what she did when she used to play J Lo, I think that was very underrated. I, I, I think Shiro Terry uh, Office Flirt. Office Flirt. 
I think one of the most underrated ones. Of Office Floor definitely is underrated. I was I was really surprised. Like she's top five for me. That that didn't pop up and uh, like pop up anywhere for me when I was looking at greatest skits. Like Office Floor was not something I should have remembered it from just us being us. Um, uh, Phil Hartman. I I respect the number two in impressionist. Oh, him and Carvey. Yeah, I think and I think. Uh, like I said, Phil Hartman's Reagan was great. Um, his he played Ross Perot's running mate, and he did a Quail. very good job. No, it wasn't Quail because Ross Perot was independent. It was some like general who, like literally, oh not Quail. Um, yeah, I know because talk Perot about. talked about switching his. We're not vice, as old as Doctor Nasty, so I don't remember. Yeah, Perot talked about switching his vice presidential candidate because of all the issues they had in the debate. Yeah. And, uh, he played a good Clinton when he goes to the McDonald's and smashes all that food with it. Yeah, yeah, he's wearing the Arkansas sweater. Yep. We just ran two blocks. Yeah. Um, yeah. The unfrozen caveman lawyer. That one. That I kind of. When he played yeah, Frankenstein. Yeah. He, wonderful. <laughs> he just. Bad. Yeah. He was. I think. Colin Blow. Colin Blow. He was. He was a smart. He was all around great. It's just some of these things he does doesn't date. For us, no, yeah, because terrible. I mean, my era. I'll be honest with you, right now, like I, I watched all this shit all all last weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, I started watching SNL late, you know, middle late nineties. But the era of let's say roughly two thousand ten to two thousand fifteen, when you start, when you had the transition of the Maya Rudolph, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler going into the Kristen Wiig, Bill Hader, Andy Samberg, Bobby Monahan, Kate McKinnon. That era, whew, Fred Armisen. We'll get there. But holy, you'll get there. I will get there. <laughs> uh, rock hard. When it comes to my list, I mean, we can bring up guys like Mike Myers. I yeah didn't think serviceable. I think Mike Myers did better things that outside was weird, of SNL. That was a weird era. Like, yeah. there's a lot of talent. And I respect the people that like the skits, but like the Phil Hartman, Farley, Sandler, Rock, did do David it for Spade. Me. Like, I thought David Spade always played a better sidekick. He always well, played, he knew his role. He always played the straight guy against the funny man. Like, yeah. and but those but, guys are key. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. Um, we can talk about John Belushi. Uh, obviously, there probably wouldn't be. Oh, yeah. He was such a big deal. I mean, Aykroyd killed him. Aykroyd. Uh, Amy Poehler. Awesome. There's a reason why there was so. I don't want to say derogatory, but there's so like, um. Wild women references, like women stereotype type stuff, mm-hmm. because of Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, and Maya Rudolph wrote some of the best sketches that were hilarious towards women because it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like they made jokes because they're jokes and they carried, like they, that Amy Poehler's up there for me. Yeah. Did I put her in a top 10? I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, Chris Catan was probably <laughs> top five for me. Top five for you, uh, uh, Mr. Peepers. Mr. Mango. Peepers, Mango. When he did the cops thing with Amy Poehler when she's in the oven. No one, no one gets my reference to SNL that I do all the time. Walking so, through, coming through, hot, 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 not cold or cold. <laughs> it's this car. This tea is hot, hot, hot or cold. Did I send you the one with the the Queen? I think there was a there's a point in the nineties where somebody like was wearing a trench coat and like flashed the queen. I remember I remember Chris that so part. Chris Catan plays both parts. He's like, Oh my god, I'm the queen and then he runs off stage, 
comes back with a trench coat, <laughs> flashes Jimmy Fallon and Tina Fey, and he comes back and trying to put all his like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm scared. This is scandalous. And then he bows. And, but, the, like, the stupid shit that he – another one, I, So he's a top five for me. I think he's very underrated. When he does the – when he did the Ricky Martin thing, and then the Antonio Banderas. Okay. I'm too sexy. Um, but I must. Like, <laughs> he was great. Another one that was kind of on that, that route, Tracy Morgan. Uh, I'm not as big on Tracy Morgan. But he the skits he wasn't in a lot of shit. But the shit he was in was very I think was very was gold. But he did the homeless guy and then he did the astronaut Jones and then he did uh the Safari whatever guy. Yeah. I'm Brian Fellows. That that was his three skits and he fucking nailed it. Yeah. Uh the last two I got on here are Tina Fey and Maya Rudolph. TFA is probably one of the best writers that was ever there. Oh, yeah. By, absolutely. My Rudolph for the fact that she can sing. Like, her doing Beyonce is one of my favorites. Um, She's a very hilarious. And it goes well with the chemistry that she was a part of during that span. Because she kind of overlapped a little bit in the Kristen wig. So, th- those, those were years. Uh, that's all I really have to talk about. Like, I can touch on some stuff from the newer stuff. Like, I do like Kate McKinnon a lot. Like, her, like, the... One Emmy for reason. Well, the Close Encounters. I, I watch watch a Kate McKinnon thing on YouTube and, like, ridiculous. Well, and just, like... But then you have, we talked a lot about, but you have somebody like A.D. Bryant who, you know, lobs the, the alley-oop to her and she dunks it through. Well, and uh, she did a great Hillary. Yeah. Um... Who did she do great uh Ginsburg? Yeah. Uh Bobby Monahan. I know you were talking about how much drunk uncle you love. I love drunk uncle. He wasn't in, like he was always that kind of mediator, like how Beck Bennett was, kind of like the voice and like the, you know, person on the stage. He had some funny lines. Like the one with that when he's on the spaceship with the kitty cat, that was pretty funny to me. Um couple people. Uh, one I thought was very underrated was Will Forte. A lot of stupid, dead silent. When he did the Tim Calhoun presidential candidate and he has got the cue cards, and then McGruber, um, when he does the fancy pants thing with, uh, who was the swimmer? Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps, and he did one with Peyton Manning. For not having any words in that sketch, really, and he, just the things that he, it's been, he's bananas. Well, just him, like the ESPN commentators, <laughs> the ESPN classic Greg Stink and Pete Van Twinkle or whatever. Yeah, and but just, like just like, him, the the role he plays in that, where Sudeikis is asking him questions and he's not I really think, paying attention to what else, what's going on. I think Will Forte was one of the best ones to say something and have the crowd be like, "That was weird as shit," and then the crowd laugh because it was weird as shit. I think he was one of the best ones at the dead silent jokes, yeah, like deliveries. Uh, another one, you know, you gotta give Andy Sabrick a little bit of credit for the whole digital Lonely Island. You know, you look at Dick in the Box and. Lazy Sunday, um, we we did the Pirates of the Caribbean thing with Michael Bolton, um, all his digital shorts. Like you gotta give him a little bit of credit. Uh, but my my three, the three I really want to talk about. I think one of my favorite eras is Kristen Wiig. One of my favorite ones was she does the the cologne parody with she's wearing the red dress and that she's a red flag. One of the best ones ever, but awesome. But the combination, if you ever watch a sketch, especially in their later tenure between Kristen Wiig, Bill Hader, and Fred Armisen, you're going to laugh every single time. Oh, the Californians. The Californians is a perfect example. When they do that super showcase, 
when uh, her and Maya Rudolph are like the like the Vanna Whites, like the Price Right girls, basically, and they're bananas and crashing the golf cart everywhere. And Bill Hader came to keep a straight face and half the skits that they're in. Fred Armisen and Bill Hader does that skit when they're the bellhop guy or the the driving guy. What do they call those guys? Valets. Yeah. Valets. They interview like Jamie Foxx and Bobby Monahan and they came and keep a straight. F- watch, watch that. It's one of my favorite eras of all time. Yeah. I think Bill Hader takes the cake for me. Okay. Uh, all right. So. I, I watched a lot of that crap today. He's one of my favorites. When he does the old guy reporter, uh, when he does Price, Vincent Price. Yeah. And I, I, and I don't disagree with yeah. uh, any of that. I, but for me, like Farrell will and always yeah. will be number one, just because there's so many. Like there's three, there literally, almost five hours of content put out just yeah. for Will Farrell. I mean that's fair. Yeah, and it's and it's nothing like I, I don't have anything against anybody. No, I, it's just I like when I watch Will Farrell, it's hard for me not to start cracking up laughing. Oh, hundred percent. So I forgot we, about Goulet. Oh. <laughs> oh, you look hungry. This is why I come here. Nature. Nature. Goulet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Will Farrell, we're going to go with number one. Yeah, I'm going to crapshoot the rest of the way because. All right. So, number two. You want to put, you want to put hater? You want to maybe. I'll do hater. I'm okay with that. Hater? Okay. I'll do hater. And then I'm. I, I mean, you. we can put hater anywhere on this list purely based with. The work he did with Stefan, like well, stuff like watch. I watched. I watched Bill Hader videos for two hours a day, and then I was almost had to sit on the toilet because I was peeing all the time. You know, like yeah. Uh, I am. I mean, is this okay? I'm fine with putting Jerry O'Terry at number three yeah. because I, I'd put Kristen Wig. You want to do Kristen Wig or Kate McKinnon before? Well, and that's what I was going to talk about is where do we put her based on? I would go McKinnon. Uh, I'd go Wig then, and then we're going to go McKinnon right afterwards. Is there someone else we want to talk about? Is it do we want to? Can we put a Chris Farley, Phil Hartman, Chris Kattan, Eddie Murphy anywhere on this list? I, you know, like I said, I respect Murphy for what he did for the one year. I'm not, I don't have him on my list. Who did you? Who were the twelve people that you said were top five? Because we have Farrell, Hader, Wig, and you kept saying you said Chris Kattan was a top five for you. Chris Kattan, I would say, I would say, for me personally, I mean, I love Kate McKinnon too. I'm kind of doing it more on art, so I would, I would put Sherry O'Terry three technically instead of Wig my, on my list, and I would do Sherry O'Terry, Chris Kattan, then Wig, and then McK- McKinnon. I'm, I'm gonna think. go Sherry O'Terry. She is just so underrated, man. Well, and I think part of it was because she was partnered, like, outside of the office flirt skit and, like, a very small amount of stages. She was always partnered with someone else. She yeah. was always doing, like, you know, she was with Will Ferrell doing. Oh, uh, she did have a lot of solo stuff because she had the one where she had the, when uh, Christopher Walken hosted and she was talking about Shovel in the Walk. She's yeah. the old lady yelling, oh, yeah, all, yeah. all the kids on the porch. She had that. And, like I said, the Colette one was always a good. Right. Like, that one's kind of bonkers. Uh, so we went Farrell, Hader, Wig, O'Terry. Then where were we going? McKinnon. McKinnon next? Yeah, why not? And then I would have Chris Kattan. That's then, like I said, this is all my personal. Well, and I have no problem with ranking any of this. Like, I mean, 
Uh, I'm just trying to stay away from the obvious. Yeah, like we got so many people that people were always like, oh, Chris Farley. Oh, obviously, people know how brilliant Chris Farley was. People know how brilliant Eddie Murphy yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. At number seven, I'm going to put Phil Hartman because I think because I think Phil Hartman gets lost in the shuffle. I do. I agree. Uh, b- you know, because he was taken much earlier than he should have been, and but so I don't forget about him too. Fred Armisen for me. Yeah, that's uh, Fred Armisen. Like, I Fred Armisen was kind of like. I feel like weak when he first started. He finished real strong. Ugh, I am, Damn, I don't know what is going on. Yeah. Today. It's just been a day. It's a rainy dude. day. It's been a fucking day. Uh, Juicy beef. Well, we got two spots left. I think I want to put, I want to put Tina Fey in here just because I think. But she was more of a writer than a performer. Okay. I mean, she had weekend update. You know what? One of, I, before I forget, one of my favorite sketches of all time with Chris Kattan was with Raymond Romano when he's a failing comic in Las Vegas, and they're talking, they're going back and forth, and Chris Kattan's got this weird voice or whatever. But you see these like the cocktail servers <laughs> go across frame, and it's like Tina Fey and Rachel Dratt. Oh my god, their faces are like they're all like smoking cigarettes. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, it's good. Um, two spots left. We got who we can put. I, I mean, Dana Carvey. I would do Hammond before him. Yeah, I forgot about. I don't didn't have Daryl Hammond written down. We, I mean, let have a crapshoot of Polar, Rudolph, Sandberg. I almost would go with Amy Polar. I'm good with that. But do you remember that uh, Josh Brolin skit with when she was pregnant with an I'm No Angel cologne? No. Do you remember that? No. So it's it's really hard to find for whatever reason. I don't know why they pulled it. I don't know. It was because she was at a bar. I don't know. Who knows anymore? Yeah. But they're at a bar, and Josh Brolin's kind of like going across the bar, like like hitting on her from a non community, you know, non communication wise, like hey, you know, blah blah. And she's like hey, and like you know, you don't know she's pregnant. And she gets up and she's got a big old belly, and she like starts dancing across the thing. Josh Brolin's like shaking his head, and then he's like. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so stupid. And then the clone's like, I'm no angel. That's fucking great. So for the feast, yeah. top ten SNL cast members countdown. And number ten, we have Amy Poehler. Like it. Number nine, Daryl Hammond. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Fred Armiston. Mm. Number seven, the great late Phil Hartman. Mm-hmm. Number six, Chris Kattan. Number five, Kate McKinnon. All that. Number four, Sherry O'Terry. Number three, Kristen Wiig. Uh, number two, Bill Hader. Uh, and coming in at number one, by for no surprise to anyone, Will Ferrell. Yep. And, I mean, like I said, you know, I bought your book. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. But, like, yeah, obviously, if we were going based on outside factors and not just what they did on, like, what... Like we're looking at every single skit at like a vacuum and how it made yeah. us laugh, rather than looking at like Eddie Murphy like keeping the show on the air and John Belushi and Gil Radner because they started out the thing. And- right, right. Like I said, I was when I was today, especially when I was going back and going through stuff, I was kept going back to the skits that made me laugh. You know, a very another very underrated player was Leslie Jones. Yeah, Leslie Jones. Who was uh what's her name? The uh, publicity. They got oh Jenny Slate. They got kicked off after like two episodes because yeah. she dropped the f bomb. Actually, for some another reason, but it was that was a part of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's there was a lot of those one. There was another guy. His name was Josh Richards. It was during the Will Ferrell Chris Kattan years, and he played Drunk Girl on Weekend Update. 
And that is one of the funny. I meant to watch it today. That is one of the most. And there's like people like that. There was one with a, a Kevin Hart skit with Barnes and Noble. And it's, I can't remember his name, but it's one they try to fire Carl. And he is fucking ridiculous. Like there's always those. Oh, another one. Jay Farrell. Yeah. Talk about impressionist. Mm-hmm. He was one of the best ones too. So props to him. Oh, uh, Will Sasso. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is Matt. Oh, we are talking about Matt TV. Bob, Bobby, uh, Bobby Lee. Actually, there was uh, Harry Spears. There is one guy that was on both. Taryn Killam. Oh, I mean, what's Which I, who I love too. What's weird for me to think is that Keenan Thompson has been on SNL for like over 10 years because in my head, he's still All like that. in a bathtub reciting bad French. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny to think that he has been in sketch comedy our whole life. Uh yeah, for the majority of it, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's a I mean, he's another he's another one. He's but I feel like he's such a behind the scene because he But he he's like he's like that Chris Parnell, like he's a he's the essence to the sketch, but it's not necessarily the focal point. Okay. You know, like Chris Parnell always did Well of of course Keenan Keenan Thompson's gonna be like just him starting at that show. Yeah, he had more experience doing that stuff than anybody else. Oh, I mean, there yeah. like probably. Right. Like, oh he, yeah, 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 know, yeah. He was he's he had been doing it since the mid nineties, right? Um, and you know, like I love Steve Harvey, hundred percent. Oh, is Steve Harvey's great? His uh, freaking um, is Kendrick Perkins. Who's the guy that does the? Who's the guy that Chris Red? He his Charles Barkley and his. He was somebody that's that's a new. He's somebody that was newer that I was like, I I questioned him like "Ah, okay is he funny like he there's every week he does something goofy and that makes me laugh. He does that. He's I'm pretty sure he's the angel in the Charles Barkley commercial too, and he like he just sounds just like him. One of my favorite. Skits with them and it's kind of a lot. oh so they they did with when Billy Eilish hosted they did like one of their TikTok TikTok um, parody things where they go through the channels and like one guy was Homer Simpson, uh, one guy like they do like dancing things. One of them was Chris Red like trying to like like do the abs thing and like his mom walks in he's like mom I'm trying to get turned <laughs> like like but it's, but it's stupid that's why I love SNL it's not necessarily like the over the topness but it's like the subtle. Small little stupid things that get me going. Yeah. I don't know. Well. I'm sweaty. It's another it's another week and another episode of The Feast. I, I, if, if you take anything away from this, please just give a chance on Sherry O'Terry's Best Of. Uh, please do. Uh, we recommend it highly. Um, did you learn anything? I learned um, that Notre Dame beat one of the best baseball teams of college history, supposedly. I can't remember who was on that Cal Fulton team back in the day. It's bothering me. It was like yeah. back in the early 90s. Oh, yeah. Um, I learned about the Sox Sanchez triangle of I laughing. What, that scared the shit out what, of me. my foot? Yeah. The triangle of laughing with Fred Armiston, Kristen Wiig, and Bill I, I'm So I think it's season like 39, <laughs> which makes sense. It was 49 this past year. So, so start start with episode. It's on, it's on Hulu. Check out SNL. 45? 49? Didn't they start at 70? Didn't they start in 1975? Well, they started in like... Was it 73 or 74? 73. Oh, wow. It'll be 50 wow. next year. Jesus Christ. Um, But 
I think it's like 11, 2011, 2012. Like, they, those three, and that's when the Californians started and all that stuff. Like, every fucking, any combination of those three, I don't know. They make me laugh. Jaws, you sad uh, motherfucker, Jaws. Uh, Bill Murray. <laughs> that's another one. I, I mean, I love me with Bill Murray. Oh, I mean, like, Bill. You know, Jane, you ignorant slut. Like, we, no, that was accurate. I know. But, like, I'm going yeah. back to the era. Well, and plus, I mean, there's so many of their, like, just the comedies that, the comedy movies that got churned out by every single person we talked about on on this list. So, a couple of skits, check out The Kissing Family with Paul Rudd. Okay. Kissing Family, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, and it's got, like, Armisen, Hayter, Maya Rudolph, Kate McKinnon all in it. It's it's wild. Uh, another one with Fred Armisen, I just left my brain. Um, I can't remember now. Lost my brain, Kyle. Heard that. What'd you learn? Uh, oh, the triangle. The triangle, triangle of, of laughter. <laughs> triangle of laughter. Oh, Fred Armisen when he plays Regine, like it's like highly sophisticated, like kind of a bitch girlfriend. That it, oh, that's a good one too. And then a, a duo that I always liked was uh, Beck Bennett and Kyle Mooney. I love Kyle Mooney. There's a skit that I was gonna send you is one they're they're two brothers that are like in sixth and sixth and fourth grade. They always get sprayed by the hose because they're like really ramped up and bunk, rambunctious. And then Beck Bennett as the baby boss. Heard that. Fantastic. Well, all right. I go on and on. We I could know do you, until I, fucking I, one a.m. Yeah. Well, it has been a spectacular week here at the feast by yes. Spinebuster Sports. We hope everyone enjoyed the episode. Tune in next Tuesday. When we talk NBA draft preview, we uh, finally finish off the NBA finals. Mm. Um, we'll uh, cover the first couple of games of the NHL Stanley Cup finals. Yeah. And I think maybe we'll take questions from Facebook next week. That's Please. hot. Yeah, I, we don't need much. And maybe I'll give a maybe I'll give the much anticipated, we've been waiting two months for, the new Pound Cake Top 5 Pro Wrestlers. wrestlers well, your pro five your list? Oh, yeah. There's a new number one. Mm, probably not Jeff Hardy. No. But up, but up, but up, but up. Weird. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. As always, remember the feast golden rule. Share with three of your friends. Oh, I meant to bring that up. Nice. Uh, remember that at shop.spinebustersports.com, if you use the promo code PAPPYS, that's P-A-P-P-Y-S, you get 10% off your order. It was all the way till the end of June, celebrating the 44th anniversary of a great bar in Orange, Michigan. So, oh, my conscience so clean. All right, we appreciate you, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, and we will be right back here with you next week. Hey, Canada. on Spinebuster Sports on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. Spinebuster Sports. Spinebuster Sports. Hit the buttons. You nerdies.